What's up? It's Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Azra over Zoom video. Azra was born in South Korea, lived there till she was nine years old, and then moved to America. Her parents moved to San Jose, California, and she talks about that. When she got to America, she didn't know any English, so she talked about having to learn English. She picked it up very quickly. Uh, she's always been into music. Her mom was a singer. She learned piano at a very early age and violin, was really into dancing and musical theater. She talked about the first band she was in and these punk rock bands, really into metal, ended up moving to Boston to attend college, but she was always working on music there as well. We hear about the release of her first EP, Freedom, and all about her new project and the concept kind of behind the EP as well. You can watch our interview with Azra on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Azra. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm Adam. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And uh, this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. Awesome. Hey, um, quick question. Will this be aired uh, via video or just voice? We do video and voice. video. Oh, okay. Cool. Got it. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to hear your story. I, I love the video of you in the car um, at K-Rock or when K-Rock plays your song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm from radio. I did radio for a very long time. I actually worked with Miles for about five years. So, Are you serious? Yeah, it's cool to see his career really what it is now. I mean, working at K-Rock and being the music director, I worked with him at Live 105 in San Francisco for a while. I remember him telling me that. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. He's, he's a really cool person. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a, a tastemaker when it comes to music. So that's cool that I, uh, he, he was doing that. But um, so first off, where were you born and raised? Did I see you? you're from the Bay Area, aren't you? I am. So I was originally born in South Korea in a city called Incheon, which is like right next to Seoul. And then I moved to the States, um, to the Bay Area when I was nine. Then I grew up there and then I decided to go to the East Coast for school. And then eventually I'm like, LA's where I've always wanted to be. So yeah, I ended up here in LA. Wow. Okay. So you moved, you said you moved to the Bay Area when you were nine? Yes. Okay. What was it like? I mean, for your first nine years being in South Korea, it must've been a, uh, definitely a culture shock moving to, to California. It was such a culture shock. I mean, like, first of all, I didn't know English what I oh, wow. Okay. So like I wasn't <laughs> prepped. <laughs> so I, I only knew like half of the alphabet and like, I knew how to say hi and that's it. And I have a question. So those were the two. Words. So like it was a huge <laughs> culture shock. And um, I didn't know like what San, like where San Jose or like San Francisco was because so, all I heard about in, in Korea when I was living there was like LA and New York. So right. like, that was bizarre. Um, but yeah, you're like so, I'm going to California, so I must be close to LA and literally, you know, you're like 10 hours. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And what's, 
What's funny is um, my parents got the wrong info from our like aunts and uncles because they've never been to California at the time. So they're like, oh, you're going to California. It's so hot there. It's the desert. You don't need to bring anything. No warm clothes. Like don't bring any of your like silverware, China, like nothing. Just come and everything will be there. So we're like, and then my parents were like, okay, yeah. So pack light, just bring the necessities. Um, yeah, totally wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Then you get there and you're like, not only is it not that hot. I don't know. You said you're in San Jose. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, San Francisco is like 50 degrees, like all the time. Oh, I mean, San Jose is still pretty cold for yeah, half the year at least. Exactly. And it gets like foggy sometimes and it's cold. So, you know, it's colder than LA. And LA oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, and LA can get cold for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you move there having nothing really. And, uh, don't know English. That must've been difficult. To, I mean, it doesn't sound like you, English is your second language. Um, yeah. so <laughs> was that something you were able to pick up quite quickly or like, what was it like kind of in that transitionary period from like nine, 10, I mean, you're going into middle school ish at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I started in fifth grade. Um, it was, it was very challenging, but I think my brother and I basically just kind of like picked it up really fast um, so I learned, so I took this class called like ESL, like ELD, yeah, yeah. A second language. And I, passed I grew up in California. We had quite a few of those. Oh, but you know what's up. Yeah. yeah. So I passed that in six months. Whoa. So it was bizarre. Yeah. And then I was, I remember getting like, you know, really like sore. Like, you know, when you're like as a kid, when you're just like stressed out or tired, like I had ear infections, I was getting all types of like bizarre illnesses because I was so stressed out as a kid. Um, but yeah, I eventually learned English and, and instead of like going to ESL, which is like a separate class, you had to be pulled out of your core class to go to for like mm -hmm. two hours. Um, I wanted to be part of like the main class. So I was like, okay, I got to pass this thing so that I can like <laughs> be with my new friends. So yeah, right. wow. it, was, it was good. Yeah. With music, is that something that you learned? Uh, like, were you in piano lessons as a kid? Or do you come from like an artistic or musical household at all? Definitely. So uh, my mom was a choir singer, even before wow. she had me. So I remember like, she told me that even when she was like, she was pregnant with me, she would take like, go to her choir, like singing rehearsals. Um, and then even after I was born, like, I would always see my mom like singing around the house, just like, you know, listening to music. So music's always kind of been in my family um, in terms of me actually like singing and performing and acting. Um, I did that since I was like four. That's my earliest memory. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you were even, in voice lessons and stuff when you were still in Korea? Voice lessons? No, actually. Uh oh, I didn't start taking voice lessons till way later. Um, okay. But I definitely took like piano lessons, the violin lessons. Yeah, all of wow. that. But I was like a weird, weird misfit. So I actually didn't enjoy my piano lessons because I was like, it was like a thing that we all kind of did. Um, mm -hmm. So I felt like I didn't have a choice in the beginning. So I was like, I, I'll do piano, but I also want to take on like string instruments. So that was like kind of different um thing to do so I did that and then I got into hip-hop dancing so I took like my mom took me to ballet lessons and I was like I don't want to do ballet it's like way too restricting <laughs> so mm -hmm. I want to take it to the streets so <laughs> I want to take it to the streets yeah like as kids I remember in in literally in third grade I did a recital with like 
five of my other friends and it was like to a k-pop song and that was like really? my like exposure to like hip-hop and i was like that's what i want to learn yeah that's cool my son is in hip-hop dance he, are you he, serious yeah he loves it. he's seven uh no he's not yeah he's seven uh yeah, but that's like yeah he loves hip-hop dance um it, it's cool to watch like the kids yeah and like you know you see the older kids that are just ridiculously good and i yeah. never really was interested in it until he was interested in it. and now i'm like damn like this is so cool yeah you have to take classes with him he'll probably you know <laughs> he's way good <laughs> so cute and like does he wear like baggy pants oh yeah they make him like oh, yeah. his most recent or two recitals ago they got to pick like they had to wear basketball jerseys and like the baggy pants so, like he was uh Kawhi leonard from the clippers and like you know you got to pick kind of who you wanted to be but like yeah the most recent one i think they were in like letterman jackets but the big so like acid cute. wash baggy jeans and stuff yeah, That's was, really cute. and they're so little you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> it's funny yeah it's really yeah it's cool it's really cool to watch yeah. but um so you did dance but like what about like singing or songwriting or yeah. did you continue playing like you said violin was that something that you continued doing yeah. So, so, um, when it was time for my family to immigrate to America, basically like I had to kind of, I was doing music, but like, and singing alone, playing instruments, learning about classical musical, uh, music, um, theory and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it was when I came to America, um, I basically didn't like, again, I didn't know English and I didn't have friends. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like find friends and see if I could like, do something fun together. And it ended up being music, obviously. So I made two friends, two Korean friends in San Jose. Um, by the way, it's 11, 11 a.m. right now. So we just we have to. like. Oh, manage. wow. I, 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 I've been seeing that number so often lately. It's like bizarre. Like every that's time I look bad. at the clock. Yeah, I that know it is. You're, you're on the perfect path right now. Oh, that's good yes. to know. Yes. Yeah, I've been getting into numerology. I don't know if that's something you're interested i'm so interested in that yeah so oh, right it's now, wild it's this this is the moment right now this is great this is the moment yeah are you uh i'm a what is it called i'm an a, a 11 i am an 11 like which is like the some power number or something i don't know i have to dig deeper into it yeah yeah but it's uh, interesting. I, I love i love 22 so number two is like my favorite thing in the oh, world oh cool all right anyway um going back to the story now yeah 11 11 okay um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I, I made two friends, my two friends in, uh, who are Korean in San Jose. And then so and then so the two friends and I created like a K-pop group together. Um, and then I also made another girl group at my public school um, with like girls from different backgrounds, not just like Koreans. So okay. it was like an American pop band and like a K-pop band. And that's kind of how I started, you know, learning um how to sing better and just like being in a group uh made music in the garage and recorded <laughs> and that's how i learned english actually really just from being yeah. in the band or in that group yeah. would yeah. you perform and stuff even with K would, the k-pop yeah would you guys write your own songs or did you have somebody that would write your songs for you or? we mainly did covers um oh, okay so, yeah we mainly did covers so like with a k-pop band i basically we kind of just like recorded and 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 made videos and acted like we were hosts on a music like channel oh, like, like an mtv TV. yeah <laughs> and then like and then like we would be the host and the audience and then like we would also be the k-pop bands 
Um, and then, so we didn't perform that much with the K-pop band, but with my band at school, we performed at every chance we did. Um, I also got involved in musical theater. Um, I also like volunteered to uh, be the news anchor for our morning announcements at school. And oh, I remember cool. like, the communications director was like, oh, that's good, but you can't speak English yet, like fluently. So how would you like do the announcements? And I was like, I will read the teleprompter. And I remember, <laughs> okay, so they let me do it. But yeah, it, it was a learning curve. Well, so, you got to learn the teleprompter. They actually had a teleprompter at the school. Yeah. They're like, okay, we'll oh, yeah. break that out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's TV cool. Screen with like, obviously like chunks of words. And then they just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, that's cool. Yeah. You said yeah. you went to college on the East Coast? Yes. Was it for like music or musical theater? Or like, would you? No, actually. Why'd you move to New York? Or it was in New York? Is that what you said? It was in Boston. Oh, Boston. Oh, did you go to Berkeley? I went to Boston University. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the story behind that is, so as an immigrant child, like I actually didn't know at the time, like even though I was always doing music and performing and all of that stuff, I didn't know that. I could actually pursue a singing career. So bizarre because like, that's all I did. Like mm-hmm. it, even in high school, I hung out with metalheads. I was in a punk band. Oh, no way. So, okay. So when you're in, I want to hear about that real quick before we oh, do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you're in high school, you were in a band, were you singing and what about I was like, singing. writing the songs or would you guys do covers as well? Yeah. So first we started with covers and then me and my girlfriends, we uh, created a punk rock band. And sometimes like we would write, but I don't think I started like actively writing. For me, it was like really focusing on the vocals and like performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my, all my guy friends from high school were like long hair metalheads. Like we we just yeah, we just like did stupid stuff. And then we would hang out in the garage and then go to shows, um, and then perform and things like that. So I think high school is when I really got in touch with my like emo punk rock, uh, black and death metal self. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think in college, I got more into like that trap hip hop vibe and dance music. So okay. I feel like for different phases, um, sure. and then eventually kind of when it was time for me to do my music, I kind of molded all the different influences over the years okay and with the like you said you go to shows and stuff like what bands were you into oh my god (laughs) so uh, in high school like rock bands um i loved children of bodom they're like a heavy metal band band, yeah yeah um bowling for soup okay yeah you know (laughs) know, like afi obviously um you know nirvana and then there's avril lavigne then you know um yeah. So okay. I love, I liked, I think Paramore came a little later, but yeah, like all the, yeah, they yeah. were like in the early mid, mid to early, I guess, 2009. Yeah. yeah, or, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So Blink-182, um, obviously simple plan. Yeah. Yellow card was good too. Oh, like, sure. They got the yeah. hits. Definitely. Um, still to me at the time. Okay. So what did you go to, to Boston for? Like what took you then to Boston? Yeah. So basically, uh, funny story. Um, I was uh, dating my first boyfriend in high school at the time. And then like we broke up and I was like, I just wanted to get out of the city uh, from San Jose. And then basically I was like, and then I found out about Boston University um, having like a good hospitality uh, business program. And for some reason, I was like into hospitality, like hotels and restaurant developments. And I still love that you know, part of the world as well. 
Um, so I found out they had a really good program. So I was like, okay, I'll go there. Didn't know where Boston was on the map at all, but I just wanted to get out and go as far away as I can at the time. Good, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because even though I was like a business major, um, I basically like outside of taking classes, I was literally like hip hop dancing and singing and just like finding every outlet to just be creative. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you ended up what moving to LA from Boston or like, when do you start your project? Cause I know you put, you put like what EP out in 2017. I don't know if that's the first music you put out. Yeah. So that's actually first like body of work I put out professionally to the okay. universe. Um, but before that, so after I graduated, I, um, again, being like an immigrant, I had to get like a job to right. support myself and pay off my loans and things like that. So I ended up getting a job, a consulting job at a company called Accenture, which is like a global um, IT, like management consulting company. Mm-hmm. So that was cool for a little bit. Um, but again, <laughs> I was always kind of living this like dual life-ish where like I was doing this stuff, like business consulting stuff, like traveling all over the world. Um, and it was cool. Like my first client was Disney. Um, wow. So like Disney theme parks and resorts, like every single week from like That's Monday amazing. to Thursday. It's amazing. But then like after, you know, doing it for like six months, you're like, okay, Disney doesn't look like the happiest place I'm with anymore. But anyway, so um, yeah, so I was just doing that. That that kind of became my like day job kind of thing as an artist. And then I think a couple of years later, I eventually, you know, when I was doing both, um, I eventually realized I'm like, I need to go after my music full time. Um, But even then I couldn't just like let go because again, I had to like support myself. Right. You can't just like, I'm going to the streets. I'm just going to try to do the music thing. (laughs) (laughs) Take Um, us back to whatever, like fifth grade when I, when I started doing hip hop dance. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so during that time when I was at Accenture and consulting, um, like I ended up getting into modeling. Um, I, I don't think I mentioned this, but I also had a health scare where I was half blind oh. out of my right eye. During oh my college. gosh. Yeah. Um, I had juvenile glaucoma when I was 19. And this was like the summer after sophomore year when I was like, I told my parents, I'm like, I'm not coming home. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go after my music and my entertainment dreams. Um, so I ended up joining a girl band and I started doing like random music videos. <laughs> um, and then I also ended up getting like internships and jobs, right? In Soho. Uh-huh. Um, and I was doing that. I thought I was finally going after my dream as a singer. And then um, like a month and a half later, I woke up and I couldn't see out of my right eye. So that took me on a different whirlwind of a situation. Um, I ended up getting surgery. Uh, but basically even after the surgery, the doctors were like, you can't do anything that causes a lot of pressure out of your right eye until you heal. So I had to um, stop singing, dancing and yeah, that's a whole nother story. Oh but, my gosh. Is yeah. your eye all right now? It's okay now. Um, so I just can't wear contacts on this eye. So whenever I'm not wearing glasses, I'm literally just wearing one contact lens. On the you can only side. see out of your left eye. Yeah. I mean, so right now like, you can't see me out of it. It's okay. like it's super blurry, um, but oh, I've wow. started to learn to operate and do everything with just like, yeah. The one you know, your oh body's really magical. You just kind of adapt to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, so, so you had to take a break then from dancing and singing for a while just so that could heal up. 
Yeah. And I think that's also what kind of exposed me to the world of like consulting and like the business world. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, during that time when I was going through my eye, it was very dark. And that's also the time when I realized I'm like, hey, like, you know, I learned about substance. I learned about how important it is to have like good relationships and, and learn about relationships and like depth. Um, mm -hmm. Because before my eye happened, I was, you know, I was a kid and I was just kind of like, all over the place, but I still kind of am. <laughs> but I just like kind of, you know, kind of looked at things from the outside. Um, right. But I happened and that whole time I had to kind of seek peace within me. And then like when things were kind of looking dark out of this eye, I was like kind of sad and going through all these things, but I had to find ways to still move forward. Um, and during that time, I also realized, you know, who's really there for me and who wasn't. Because, you know, oh, when I you're bet. through a hard time, you you see like some people exit out of your life. Some people come into your life or some people just stay in your life. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I learned that. Um, yeah. And then eventually I got out of it. And, you know, it was during the time I had to look for, you know, what am I going to do after graduation? <laughs> so I got the job. Um, yeah. So long and story. You, yeah. No, 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 no. And then yeah. from there, the, you at, at, at a point you said, you know what, I want to continue to the music thing. So you just start what did you have like like that first ep was that something that you had been working on for a while or like kind of tell me where that picks up yeah so after the i and graduating and stuff like that i um didn't want to go into like i didn't have that much confidence at the time because you know like i was literally just kind of like not seeing yeah. out of one eye for a while and surgery and everything yeah. So um, I got discovered by um, like I ran into a fashion like photographer when I was in Boston and he's the one that kind of asked me, he's like, hey, there's like a modeling competition um, in Boston and for New England. And, you know, he's like, you should do it. And I was like, no way. I just literally started seeing again. Uh -uh. And then eventually I did it. Um, and then I ended up um, doing really well and winning. And wow. I think that like gave me that confidence to be like, okay, like we're going to, we're going to do this again. And it gave me that confidence. Um, fast forward to music a couple years later. Um, I basically was like, even after doing the modeling thing for a while, um, I also published a book called the Cupcake Theory. Wow. Um, so dabbling in all these things and I did pretty well, but I realized. Was, like, I'm curious, what was the book about? Was it just like uh, a nonfiction or fiction book or it's a nonfiction book uh it's a it's called the cupcake theory and it's a self-help inspirational book on self-worth and healthy relationships so that book the idea of that book is all about having substance and being yourself and being your own cake you know like mm -hmm. yeah cupcake there's the muffin and the frosting right, right. <laughs> and many times when we go to like a bakery we we pick the cupcakes based on like how pretty it looks and things like right. that, but I, you know, but what's important is actually like the muffin itself. So I made this theory. Um, it came out after uh, a breakup, right after I healed from my eye thing. And then I had another situation in life. And then that's when I realized I'm like, oh, okay, not only do I have to have substance and depth and like seek meaning uh, with things outside of, you know, our, our bodies, like externally, but it's also good to, um, seek that in your relationships with others. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, um, so the wow. book and, but I still wasn't really happy and like fully satisfied. And I think it was because, um, music is really what I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. And there were all these like curveballs from immigrating from Korea to America to my eye and things like that. Um, 
So it was like 2013 when I woke up after publishing the book and stuff. And I was like, not happy. I was just in bed feeling really down. I'm like, I just feel so empty. I feel like I've done so much, but I'm feeling empty. And then that's when I realized I'm like, I need to go after my, I need to obey my soul, which is going after music. So that's when I started to, you know, seek out and, and, you know, join different musicians groups, um, you know, get myself involved in songwriting and ASCAP and meeting all types of friends. And then I started working on the first EP freedom in 2014, 2015, and then 16, and then released it in 2017. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And once, so you, yeah, you have a lot going on. That's amazing. Like, yeah. you know, so many facets of, you know, entertainment and, uh, and creativity. Uh, and when you put out the freedom EP, was that the point where you're like, this is what I want. I need to keep pursuing this. Or were you kind of still doing other, you know, little things? Yeah, I wasn't. I kind of like I had opportunities and things like that. And but music's kind of become my priority. Um, the moment I decided and realized like that is what I need to come like, that's what I need to go after. Um, and I've been running from it for so long. Um, I was like, that's that's I need to nurture that kid in mm-hmm. me and bring out Azra and and like nurture that. So ever since then, it's just been pretty much music. Um, yeah, but like I'm totally open to getting involved in other projects. And I, I do like I try to incorporate it, but it's all centered around music. OK, and you have yeah. an EP coming out, right? Uh, the later this month. I do. I do. Okay. Well, so are some of these songs, I mean, you've, you've released a ton of singles after, you know, that, that EP was released. Like what is, have you started releasing stuff off of that? Like is, uh, bring me the crown going to be on the EP and, and all out the one that we were talking about earlier that was on K rock or those songs that are going to be a part of this project. Yes. Um, so I, so all out, which is the single that was on K rock released that in March and then there's another single called I Wish You Cry. Um, and that was released in April. And then Bring Me the Crown. So all of those will be part of the uh, the Chronicles of Substance, <laughs> the Rebellion uh, universe. Yes. So those Oh, like uh, the Rebellion universe. Is this like a concept that's going to move forward? Like, tell me about this. Yes. Yes. So uh, do you know the name of the EP? Um, I don't think Not so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Maybe I but, do. Is it, the, is it Welcome to the Sixth Dimension or no? No, 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 no. But the Sixth Dimension is kind of like, it's it's like the world that um, I've created and that me and my audience and my Azra Deity share. Um, okay. But the EP basically, it's like the Freedom EP in 2017 was like the freedom, right? It's like finally letting myself out, you know, accepting that music is my destiny type of thing and then i do know the name of the ep sorry keep going okay so (laughs) so with this upcoming ep it's kind of like the next chapter um evolve from freedom and in between this upcoming ep and freedom i released about like i think like 12 um around 12 singles yeah you put out a bunch of music yeah yeah just putting out a bunch of music kind of really working on my sound and i think this body of work that i'm releasing that includes the three songs it's i feel very very excited because i finally i feel like i finally definitely found um the sound that i've been looking for um Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna continue to evolve that okay so this the this uh 
I mean, I don't know if you've released the title of the EP, so I don't want to say it, but um, it's going to be a, a, like, is it like a piece of uh, multiple projects moving forward or? Maybe. Oh, OK. So it's <laughs> yeah. all secretive. Got it. <laughs> no, I'll share. No, I, I think it's, um, no, I, I don't mind sharing at all. Um, so it's kind of like every song that I share and release, it kind of is a little snippet of it's like a little piece of the sixth dimension and, and it tells a story. Um, so the EP definitely has a whole storyline. It's a continuation of all the songs that I've shared. But um, yeah, it's it's like it'll definitely have sequels and, you know, things afterwards, too. OK. And so the yeah. sixth dimension is. Uh, well, tell me about the sixth dimension. I guess I, I don't know much about it. OK, so I want to kind of so, hear that piece and how it relates then to uh, the projects. Yeah. So um, the sixth dimension is like a shift in your mindset and your perspectives. And it's a world that I've created for my listeners, my fans um, and people to kind of tap into when they're listening okay. to my music or just like interacting with me or whatever. Um, so it's a shift in mindset and it's a place where you can go after your dreams. You can let go of all your inhibitions and you can be yourself 100 percent and just go after your dreams unapologetically. I love that. That's a cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great concept for the for the project. And um, moving forward, like you're going to release the EP and then are you going to do a bunch of shows? I know you played recently, right? At the Hotel Cafe. So, I, yeah, I will be playing at the Hotel Cafe um, on July 28th. So, oh, yeah, that's coming up. I was thinking it was June 28th. Sorry, I've got all my dates mixed up. I know. Same here. There's something going on in the universe right now. <laughs> it was at 11:11. It smacked me across the face. You know, it's it's doing good things to all of us. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's on 728. So the same day as the EP release, I'll be performing at the Hotel Cafe. It's going to be like a fun celebration and a show. So I'm really excited. You should come out. If you're uh, out. I'm, in Na I'm in Nashville now, but if I was still in San Diego, I would have came. Uh, okay. Yeah, but um, well, that's exciting. So that they're going to release the EP that day and then do uh, a show at the Hotel Cafe, which is a rad venue. Yeah, it's it's a cool venue. It's it's very legendary and I love it. Like they they've been so amazing to me. Um I've only performed on, at their second stage room in the past, but this one's going to be in the main stage, so I'm really excited. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Very very cool. The energy in there is so good. Like the whole venue, it's just very warm and like welcoming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear the rest of the EP and I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for doing this, Ezra. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I have one more question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Ooh, <laughs> um, advice for aspiring artists. I would say if you want to go after music, um, definitely go after it. And it's really not about that. I mean, it's good to have the dream. It's good to have that vision. We should always have it. Um, but what's really, really important in the artist's journey is trying and actually doing it and then appreciating the process and celebrating every single win. So and, and understanding what your definition of success is. I think that's really, really important. Um, I have a quote that I like to share with people, and it's a mantra that I go by. And it's follow your passion, create your own show. The world is your stage for anything you can imagine is possible. Mm -hmm.